If you are a high achieving woman over the age of 28 and you're serious about attracting a partner in the next 12 months, you want real insight on how to make that happen and you're tired of trying to figure things out on your own, then you need to claim your spot right now and book a free 20 minute relationship assessment call. This 20 minute call is going to provide you with a brief assessment that you're going to take so that you can get clear on what exactly is keeping you from attracting the partner and the relationship you want. And I'll even gift you complimentary access to my new training, Five Steps to Attract Commitment Without Wasting Time. Spots are open March 6th through the 17th, so don't delay booking your call. Book your call today. Go to the link in the show notes, complete the simple questionnaire, and schedule your call. I'm Zara J, relationship coach, author, and creator of the Passion Attraction Prototypes. And on this podcast, I teach high-achieving women like you how to reignite your self-worth and feminine intuition so you can quickly identify and attract a compatible partner for commitment in less time using my six-step match formula, the Captivating Courtship Code. Every week, I bring you lessons, reflections, and tips that have been proven to help my clients meet their partners and transform their love lives quickly. You're getting the inside scoop from my years of owning a matchmaking service and as an expert relationship coach that will take you from a wounded princess to a captivating queen of courtship. So if you're ready to ditch trying to get him to commit like so many other relationship gurus try to teach you, which are just anxiety creating relationship tactics, and instead learn authentic yet intentional proven relationship attraction techniques so you can finally have the partnership you desire, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Courtship Code Podcast. According to Pew Research, 23% of Americans ages 30 to 49 are single. And of that 23%, about half of them want to be in relationships. And that's an even split, basically, of men and women. This means that there are roughly 38 million Americans, that's almost 20 million of each gender, who want to be partnered, who want to be in relationships. So when you hear that number, and for those of you who are listening that aren't in the United States, I'm pretty sure if you're in Western society, these numbers are very similar for where you are as well. But when you hear that number, it may make you question, well, if so many Americans and so many people are single, why am I still single? Why haven't I found a partner? Why is it so difficult for me to be able to attract the relationship I want if there are almost 40 million people who also want a relationship. We're going to answer that question today and I'm going to break down to you eight reasons why you are still single. And then I'm going to also share with you what my observations from coaching, what are the top three things that I see. Now it was kind of hard narrowing down the top three out of these eight because I see all of the eight reasons play out in the women that I work with. But Out of those eight, I am going to share with you the top three biggest blocks that I've noticed in clients and how you can overcome them. So we're going to talk about that today. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Courtship Co-Podcast, and I hope that you have a great weekend. 
I know that I did. I had a very relaxing weekend. I got to go out uh, with a new friend, someone that I've just been in contact with for a long time, but I haven't had the chance to actually spend some time with in person. So it was great. We went out to dinner. We went to this new Cuban restaurant that I absolutely love. And if you are in the Atlanta area, and you want to get some good Cuban foods, feel free to send me a DM and I will definitely share with you the restaurant. I'll just share with you now. It's called Mojitos. There are several different locations, but I love them. They have live music and it's fresh Cuban food and I love really fresh, authentic food. I'm such a foodie, so it made me really happy. But I hope that you also did something fun and exciting this weekend. I hope that you had a chance to recharge and slow down and be with your feminine energy. I spent a lot of time in meditation this morning um, and over the weekend in meditation and reading and spending some time out in nature as well because it was so beautiful outside. But I hope that I can just spread the love and give you that. And if you didn't enjoy this weekend, I hope that next weekend is even better. So let's talk about this. So if you wanna be in a relationship or you wanna get married, then we have to address some of the tough areas that may be keeping you from having success in your love life. And when we discuss these things about why are you single or why haven't you found someone, I don't want you to look at it as being shamed. No one should feel ashamed of whatever your status is as far as being single, whether you're married or you're in between or whatever that relationship status is. I don't want you to feel any shame or guilt around that. So we need to release the shame because shame is rooted in a victimhood and we need to release that if you're going to get intentional and take steps forward. So we don't want you to feel shame. Instead, I want you to use this episode and anything that you're learning from this podcast and that I share with you in a way to raise your level of awareness. I want you to become more aware and then make the intentional decision to do something about it. Awareness is just the first key. And that's one thing that therapy is very helpful with, is helping you to become aware. Coaching, relationship books, seminars, classes, all of those things are great to raise your awareness. But then I also want you to get really intentional about doing something different and to take action forward. We don't wanna stop just at awareness and just knowing what a problem is, but also getting in solution mode of knowing how to solve it and actually taking steps to solve it. So by focusing on what you can control and what you can do and what steps you can take in order to change your love life or in order to change any situation in your life, instead of focusing on what you can't control, then you get in the driver's seat and you're able to hack your relationships, hack your happiness, and be able to create outcomes and design the type of life that you want. And that is what I want for you. Okay, so we're in this together. We're going to do this together so that we can change your love life around quickly. The more women that feel at peace and empowered and whole and loved and valued in their romantic relationships and in their friendships and their family relationships, the better place the world is. You make more money, you take better care of yourself, you feel more mentally strong, emotionally strong, you are in just a healthier space, you're living a higher quality of life and you deserve every bit of that. And because our relationships are so impactful on our financial health, our mental health, our emotional health, our spiritual health, all of those things, we wanna make sure that we are prioritizing the quality of our relationships. We are prioritizing 
how we're connecting with other human beings and creating fulfilling relationships, romantic and personal work, all of those types of relationships so that we are creating the type of life we want and we feel really good inside and we feel whole. Whole women pour onto others. Whole women fill, they fill up the cups of those that are around them and their loved ones in their workplaces and they step into that creative energy and they're able to just uplift the world in so many meaningful ways. So we have to make sure that your relationships are strong and valuable and quality. And if you've been wanting to attract a partner and you feel any guilt or shame around not being able to accomplish that yet, or maybe you don't feel guilt and shame, but you know that this is a part of your life that you do want to achieve and that you do want to feel fulfilled in. You should feel proud and grounded in that and not feel shame or guilt that this is something that you desire. It is a normal desire to be partnered. It is a normal and average desire. As I just mentioned, about 40 million Americans right now are looking to be partnered. So you are not alone in this. You are not desperate. You are not undesirable. You are not broken. But there are some things that you may need to change and change is good in order to actually make this happen. So let's address those things in this episode. I'm going to share with you the top three things and then I'm going to also give you some insight on what you can do about it. So right now, You may struggle with one of these three beliefs. And we talk about these beliefs in the CCC 2.0 program because these are three of the core beliefs that keep people stuck. Now, underneath these three individual core beliefs, there may be some sub-beliefs of what this may look like, what these beliefs may look like, what some of the things that you may be telling yourself. But these are the roots of each belief that is going to hold you back. So these three beliefs that keep you on a hamster wheel in your love life are rooted in desirability, availability, and inevitability. And I'm gonna really quickly break this down for you, but of course we go deeper. And this is some of the things, these are some of the things that we have to coach you on in CCC because these beliefs are gonna keep coming up until you reprogram your subconscious mind to flip these beliefs when they come up and how to work with them and not allow them to work against you. So the first belief is desirability. If you are in a space of believing that either you're not desirable or there aren't any desirable men available for you or the men who are desirable wouldn't want you, any beliefs rooted in that, and that could be personal image, it could be because of your education, your income, your background, your family past, so many different things will create beliefs around a lack of desirability. But if you are in a mindset or if you struggle with beliefs around desirability, then that is going to be one of the beliefs that's going to keep you on a hamster wheel. The second belief is the belief of availability. If you have a belief that there aren't any men available or you don't know where to look or that your options are limited or any beliefs rooted in a lack of availability, that is the second belief that will keep you in a hamster wheel. And the third belief that holds you back and keeps you stuck in your love life is a lack of belief in inevitability meaning that you struggle to believe that it's actually possible, that it will happen or that you will attract a partner, you will attract a relationship or you will get married and you have a lot of doubt that it will ever happen, even though you really want it and you want to believe, but deep down inside, you don't fully believe that 
a man will commit to you or that you will attract the type of relationship that you want. These are the three core beliefs that's rooted in lack and fear and disappointment and control that's keeping you stuck in your love life. So we want to make sure that if those are beliefs that you're struggling with, I want you to make a list of where these beliefs come up and where do they come from. And just bring yourself to some level of awareness that deep down inside, you do have some beliefs that are keeping you back, okay? Now let's talk about the eight reasons. And these eight reasons, uh, some of them are from, their, well, not some of them. So these eight reasons I found on Psychology Today, but I'm gonna also talk about how I have seen them manifest through the clients that I work with in the CCC program. So the eight reasons are, I'm gonna go through the list first and then I'm gonna break them down to you, how I have seen them as a relationship coach in, in the last eight years of working in the relationship industry. So the first one is being guarded. Number one, being guarded. Number two, unhealthy attractions. Number three, fear of intimacy. Number four, pickiness. Number five, low self-worth. Number six, fear of competition. Number seven, isolation and routine. And number eight, rulemaking. And this is according to psychology today, these eight reasons. But I'm gonna share with you and break down in my notes what I wrote down and what I see as a relationship coach and in my experience of helping women to attract partners and to get married what has been their biggest obstacles with these eight different areas. So let's go to number one, guarded. So your challenges with being guarded typically starts off with childhood trauma and it may go to your attachment styles or your experiences with your caretakers, whether you were raised with your parents or aunts or grandparents, or maybe you were adopted, maybe, you know, who knows what your uh, childhood situation was when it comes to who took care of you but oftentimes that relationship with being guarded and being fearful of uh connection or defensive when it comes to partnership is rooted in childhood trauma and then it's activated in your personal and your romantic relationships now i often see this with those who have the too good pattern and this can keep you from attracting commitment this can often so often it helps a lot it blocks a lot of women from being able to even get past 30 days with a new man but especially being able to get into an actual relationship actual commitment they tend to be more red flag focused and you have a difficult time with vulnerability because you're really quick to judge and you're really quick to release and let go of potential relationships. I have seen so many times where a really good potential relationship and a potential partnership could have gone into actual commitment, but then as soon as the relationship starts getting vulnerable or it starts to move forward, starts to feel a little uncomfortable because you're you're uncomfortable with being vulnerable, you start searching for red flags. You start looking for reasons not to commit. You start looking for reasons to judge the other person. You start looking for reasons to run as a defense mechanism in order to keep yourself safe. You may even feel uncomfortable 
or feel very suspicious of those who are very affectionate or they show interest very openly and very easily early on. And I'm not talking about love bombing. I'm talking about those who have a healthy, genuine interest in you. And as a result of that, you'll be drawn to partners who are emotionally distant and emotionally disconnected and also emotionally unavailable because that feels familiar and that feels safer than a partner who's showing actual interest. So this is where a lot of women may find themselves chasing emotionally unavailable men or men who don't pay them any attention or men who show a lack of interest because that feels safe even though that's not what you actually want. So that first number one reason of being guarded is going to be one of the reasons why you're still single. Number two, unhealthy attractions. Now, those who have unhealthy attractions, and I see this most often in those with the trophy pattern, and if you aren't familiar with the patterns that I'm speaking of, this is the breakup with your type masterclass. These are the eight different sabotaging of patterns that I have discovered in my years of matchmaking and relationship coaching and other eight patterns that keep single stuck. So I have, these are my patterns, no one else, no one else has come up with these patterns. These are my pattern types that I have discovered and how women uh, find themselves in this hamster wheel of attracting more of the same types of relationships. So the trophy pattern is one of the most popular patterns that I tend to work with. It is actually the most popular pattern that I work with in the CCC program. Now, those who have the trophy pattern, as I said, they have an unhealthy attraction and they tend to attract emotionally unavailable partners and they tend to seek out partners that they are attracted to on a subconscious level, knowing that this person unintentionally, it's on a subconscious level, but this partner is unavailable. So the image that you've developed of yourself when it comes to who you are, your value, your worthiness, and all the things that are about you that are great, you actually aren't owning. And because you aren't owning the great aspects of yourself, deep down inside, when you are relating to men or when you're going through the dating and courtship process, you feel like an imposter. You've developed a negative self-image of yourself and you tell yourself things like, well, who do I think I am? Why would they want to be with me? Men like the idea of me and not the real me. You question, am I good enough for this person? Or why don't men think I'm good enough? And you attract partners and you're attracted to partners who reinforce the negative beliefs that you already feel about yourself. Even though you desire partnership and you desire a partner who's going to love, value, and respect you, the negative view that you have of yourself is just projected onto the men that you attract. And as a result, you attract partners who reflect those negative aspects or that make you feel not good enough or unworthy or like they don't like the authentic value of you. You you attract that and they reflect that back to you. And that feels safe for you. Men who make you feel not good enough, not worthy, who aren't ready for commitment, who are emotionally unavailable, even though that's not what you desire, it feels safe because of your self-image of yourself. So this is one of the things that we have to reprogram and we have to get you in a space of healing and feeling worthy so that you can break this pattern. Now, number three, fear of intimacy. If you have a fear of intimacy, 
you're going to show up as an avoider. This is the avoider pattern type that we often work with. Very common pattern type where you tend to push people away in order to preserve a negative self image that you've created of yourself that feels safe. Now, unlike the trophies, trophies tend to have more of an anxious attachment where they anxiously attach and get very emotionally attached very quickly. And whenever they're in a space with that potential partner and that idea of feeling worthy or being good enough, it creates a lot of anxiety when they feel rejected. But with those who are avoiders and have a fear of intimacy, they tend to push people away. So they're also emotionally unavailable. And this negative image that they have created of themselves, those negative thoughts around intimacy and around their fears of being able to be emotionally intimate, that feels safe. So the thing with those who have a fear of intimacy is that even though you may say that you want a relationship or that you want a partner, you may not actually want that because you fear intimacy and relationships require a certain amount of risk and intimacy requires risk. Vulnerability requires risk. Now, in CCC, we do teach you vulnerability in a new way that feels safe and it feels secure so that you can understand how to be open and emotionally expressive and allow yourself to be seen and heard in a safe way that's easy and light and still is able to build that emotional connection. But if right now being rela- being emotionally intimate, if that feels unsafe, then you need to question and ask yourself, do you actually want a relationship? Do you actually want to be loved? And if you do, are you willing to take the risk? Now, number four, pickiness. For those who are picky, and I like to look at this this number on the list of reasons why you're so single. When it comes to pickiness, I like to, to equate that with the adapters. Adapters, the adapter pattern type, tends to be very judgmental and they have an idea of settling that doesn't actually allow them to get close and actually know the people that they're meeting or that they're dating or courting or that are showing interest in them. Those who are adapters tend to feed into a lot of negative talk and they tend to even follow a lot of the more trendier beliefs when it comes to dating and relationships. You might find yourself drawn to negative thoughts and beliefs or negative media or social media or any type of negative messaging that just affirms and confirms the negative beliefs that you already have about men and relationships. So some of those popular beliefs could be beliefs such as there are no good men available, men don't want commitment, all men cheat, or anything that allows you to feed into beliefs that you cannot have the type of relationship that you want. And as a result of this, you may find yourself pushing men away that appear to be too into you, or men who provide you with attention or security, or they're pursuing you consistently. And you want this idea of chase because the men who are showing you attention and are consistent and are providing you with a sense of reliability, that seems like settling to you. 
And when you really think about it, it's kind of mind blowing that the person who's pursuing you and showing you interest, that feels like settling. But because you have this idea of who this person is supposed to be and you're leading with judgment, then you are going to block yourself from men who could actually be really satisfying and great partners for you. So breaking up with this idea of settling that you may have and focusing on partners who are going to be more reliable and actually pursue you and actually showing interest and being open to those types of partners will help you to attract better relationships and attract the type of commitment that you want. Number five, low self-worth. Not feeling worthy of the type of partner and relationship that you want is going to keep you on that hamster wheel of being single and keep you stuck in your love life. And this is a root belief and a root issue of all the pattern types that I work with in CCC. Low self-worth, shrinking yourself and having beliefs that will push people away. Those beliefs could be beliefs like I'm too fat, I'm too old, I'm too hardworking, I'm too opinionated, I'm too shy, I'm too boring, I'm too introverted. All of these keep you closed off so that you aren't attracting the right partners because you don't actually feel worthy of who are the best and most authentic right partners for you. So healing your self-worth, helping you to elevate your self-worth is what's going to be one of the root things to help transform your love life. Now, number six is fear of competition. And I had to think about this one as I was reading the article and how do I see this in the CCC program? And with the fear of competition comes thoughts and beliefs that the men that you're meeting and the potential partners that you could be with could do better than you that there are women who are more attractive, women who are smarter, women who are softer, women who are better than you, and that men commit to women who are better than you. And when you have this belief, you avoid even putting yourself out there and putting yourself in position to meet the type of partners that you want. The first thing that you have to understand that competition is inevitable when it comes to the dating and courtship process. And this doesn't mean to be competitive in an aggressive way or that nasty envy that will cause you to make really, really poor and low value decisions and to hurt others or to do anything that just lowers the bar of who you are as a woman. But there is a such thing as healthy competition. So what does healthy competition look like when it comes to dating and courtship? And I'll just name a few things. Healthy competition is making sure that you are living the type of life that you want so that you always appear as a natural challenge and that you appear desirable. Healthy competition is dressing the part. It's keeping up with your physical image. It's beautifying yourself. It's dressing in order to be a great uh, potential match for the type of partner that you want to attract. It's dressing and carrying yourself physically in a way that you feel radiant and you feel attractive and you feel confident. Healthy competition is working on your communication skills and your ability to connect so that you are more desirable, so that you do stand out in a crowd and so that you feel confident when you are engaging with the types of men that you want to be with and the types of men that you want to attract. And you can feel 
good and you can feel confident in the value that you bring to every single room that you walk into. That is what healthy competition looks like. It's normal and it's okay. It's just like in any other area of life where you have to adapt to the rooms that you're in, not in a way of being a chameleon, but owning who you are. That is how you create healthy competition when it comes to dating and courtship. And that is what we help you with in the CCC program. Number seven, isolation and routine. So as you get older, wait, let me pause. I want to go back to the fear of competition. I'm going to give you an example of a way that I have seen this in the CCC program. So I've seen in instances, and this has happened in coaching calls in the past, where a woman who's in the program has a fear of even engaging with a man, whether that's offline or online, let's just take it online, where a woman won't even, or a student of the CCC program, I'll say, has a fear of even swiping right on a guy that she finds very attractive or that she finds very interesting, or maybe a man that may be a little younger than her. And she holds herself back from even giving herself the opportunity to see if this person will be interested because there's already beliefs that this person wouldn't want someone like them or that she's too old or that she is not as attractive or not as interesting or that that type of guy wouldn't want her. So before even putting yourself in the game and giving yourself the opportunity to just see, you're already closing yourself off. Now we've had to do coaching on this and in an instance like this, I would have to coach a woman through what are some of the beliefs? What are some of the mindsets? Are these things rooted in fact? What steps can you take in order to open yourself up so that you're not putting yourself in a position to just limit your options because you don't believe that you are as desirable as I would bet that you actually are. And these are women that are beautiful and smart and educated and accomplished and yet they still struggle with this fear of competition. And I will always say that one of the things, I can't say that I've, I, I've ever had a fear of competition romantically, but I will say that I always felt as though one of the things that I wish that I learned growing up was how to compete. I, was, I wasn't really an athletic kid growing up. I can't recall committing to any team sports. I was allowed to quit a lot of things. Shout out to my parents <laughs> who allowed me to quit a lot of things that I started. So I probably did every extracurricular activity that you could think of as a child. I played the violin, the saxophone, the clarinet. I did martial arts. I was on a drill team. I did art. I did martial arts. I, wow, I can't even, I did track. I did singing in the chorus and I did so many things as a kid. I probably tried a little bit of everything, which is why I do think I have a lot of skills and I have a little bit of knowledge in everything, French, Spanish, a little, a little bit of everything. But it wasn't until I became an adult and forced myself to complete goals and complete projects that I trained myself one to see things all the way through and then starting to get a little bit comfortable with competition and I'm going to be honest I'm still not 100% there I'm still not as competitive 
as I would like to be. I'm not a naturally competitive person. And that wasn't something that was groomed in me as a child. I wasn't groomed to compete. I wasn't on sports teams. I wasn't in a lot of competitions. And I was allowed to quit a lot of things that I showed interest in. My parents let me quit stuff. So because of that, I didn't have a healthy relationship with competition. Probably relationships may have been the only area that I did have a healthy, a healthy relationship with competition, but I didn't feel that in other areas of my life. So if you struggle with a competition, I understand you, I do get it, but this is something that you're going to have to groom and condition yourself to do. And I can help you with that, but you have to be willing to get in the game first. You got to be willing to get off the bench. Okay just wanted to share that with you. Now, number seven, isolation and routine. So having an insular lifestyle often happens as you get older in life. When you're young and you're in high school, you're in college, or you're in your early, mid, even some of you for your late 20s, you may have more of a social life because you're not as focused on work or your goals or school, or you're just not in that routine of life of just going to work, coming home and rest. So for some, they live very busy social lives and they're very active, but for many, this isn't the case. And if that's not the case for you, that's okay. You, at any point in time, you can recreate and redesign that, but you're gonna have to break some patterns and it's hard to do this. And I'm gonna talk about why in a moment. But a lack of social relationships and a lack of a social life and exploring new interests, meeting new people, and dating and courting lots of different types of men and lots of different types of people is limiting your exposure to potential relationships. And this limited exposure creates a lot of negative self-talk that tells you that you're lonely or that you're a loser or that uh, you are just by yourself or that you don't have support or that you don't have anyone to spend time with or that you should just spend more time alone. And this is why, especially for those who are introverts, I am an introvert. I naturally love being in alone time in isolation and just going inward and with my thoughts and with my feelings. And I'm super introspective. So I get you and I understand you. But here's the thing. You cannot use that as an excuse if you want to meet a partner. You cannot use that as an excuse. So you have to create a life and design a life that positions you socially in order to meet the right partner. Because here's what happens. You live this very insular life where you just go to work and you come home. Maybe you work from home. Uh, Maybe you just have your routines of the small group of friends that you do talk to or the, the few places that you do visit routinely And you spend a lot of time alone or with the same people that you have always been with. And so that you've at least formed those relationships and been with for quite some time. And because you're not getting exposed to new people and new interests and new opportunities and new organizations, you're not expanding and you're not growing. And that same social circle that you love and that you value and that are important, they're keeping you stuck. Or that routine of just coming home or going to work, going to the same routine places, coming home and being by yourself, 
you start to form these beliefs of, well, it takes a lot of work to go out or it takes a lot of effort or I don't have something to wear or I don't look good or any of those things that makes you avoid getting out there and meeting people. Oh, well, I'll wait till next week or I don't have enough money or I don't have someone to go with me or any of those things. And then you stay in that cycle and you spend more time alone or more time with the same people and in the same routines. And then it just creates more of those thoughts of, things aren't progressing. And that's definitely one of the benefits of being in CCC. One, I have witnessed so many of the women in the CC program come together and form genuine relationships. It's also why we have added a in-person client event to the program so that the women can also not only come together on our weekly group coaching calls, but also be able to come together in person and make those connections in person because we do have a group of successful, high achieving women. So networking and coming together and learning from one another is so, so, so valuable because you have so many women of different backgrounds, different faiths, different career industries, all in one space. And that's a space that oftentimes women do not get the opportunity to be exposed to and to explore. But even for you right now, Creating a lifestyle and creating new routines and getting out of isolation is going to help to expose you to new opportunities and new people. Now, number eight, rulemaking. So having a list, and it's so funny because maybe a few weeks ago, a young lady, I was having a conversation with her on Instagram in the DM and I asked her what she was looking for in a partner and she slammed me with a long list. (laughs) So if you are a list maker and a rule maker, this is one of the things that's going to keep you stuck because what looks really good in paper doesn't always translate to real life. It's often just a fantasy that you've created in your head and In order to keep you from making the same choices that you've made in the past or the choices that you've seen others make, you've created this list that usually is not actually authentic to you. It may be authentic to societal needs or formed from a place of fear of repeating mistakes, whether they're your mistakes or someone else's mistakes. And this is often associated with the pattern type, the invulnerable vixen, where you're trying to play by the rules. But by playing by the rules, you are also going to be game playing, which is why in CCC, we teach you how to go through the process, the courtship process, and we teach you how to know which partners are right for you in an authentic way. I don't want you playing games. It's not about the rules. It's about you having an understanding of commitment psychology and the courtship process and how relationships and commitment is created. So in CCC, we do teach you how to use a list in order to attract the right partners for you. But the way that we teach you, one, the lists are small and limited, (laughs) but two, they're authentic to you, which means that each list is created based upon your authentic values and needs. And we teach you how to do that through the exercises in the CCC program. But when you have a list, often rooted in lazy discernment, often rooted in very surface level things that you think you want in a partner, these lists will block you from attracting an authentic relationship that could actually feel satisfying and meet your needs. Now, out of these eight things that I mentioned today, which I'm going to recount, they are 
being guarded, unhealthy attractions, fear of intimacy, pickiness, low self-worth, fear of competition, isolation and routine and rule making. The top three that I see that holds women back the most is number three, being guarded, leading with judgment, being defensive, not allowing themselves to be pursued and not allowing themselves to make real authentic connections with potential partners. Number two, unhealthy attractions, being attracted to those men who are emotionally unavailable, the beliefs that men like the idea and not the the idea of you and not the real you and not understanding how to show up and attract with your authentic value that allows you to attract emotionally available partners who will commit. And the number one thing that I see as a reason has to do with isolation. Being isolated when it comes to your social life, when it comes to your love life and not having that support system. So It's funny that this came up today because when I was in meditation today, I had a thought that came to me about finding the right friend group. And so I wrote a little note and I want to share that with you from my meditation today. And it says, finding the right friend group. You can love and value your current friends while intentionally looking for new relationships to help create a more aligned life and the life that you are headed into. Your old friends who you love have helped formed old parts of you. Some of those parts you will keep and still need and some you have evolved past. You can learn to take up space in new rooms. There are women around you right now that admire you and that you admire that you may need to introduce yourself to or reintroduce yourself to those relationships. Invite them out to dinner or out for a cup of coffee. I want you to sit and think strategically about where you wanna go in life and who you need to meet along the way. You wanna think of it like a hero's journey. You will need people to bring you different gifts, which are lessons, which are experiences. And those people will be your friends along this journey. They're going to be your guides in this journey to attracting the type of life and relationship that you want. So I want you to think about what you value most and what you want your life to be. Who do you need to know and who do you need to become in order to be in alignment with that? Make a list of some of the names, places, and organizations and set dates to go to those places and spend time with those people and do research in order to make those connections. It's important that you act fast before your brain has the opportunity to talk you out of it and to convince you that you're not ready or that you can't do this. You absolutely can. So I hope that that was helpful. And I want you to also make the decision today to book a 20-minute relationship assessment call. Now on this 20-minute relationship assessment call, you're gonna get clear on what exactly is holding you back in your love life. We're gonna do a quick assessment and go through some questions so that you know exactly where you are stuck. You're gonna walk away from the call with clarity and you're gonna know what the next steps are. And when you complete this training and when we complete this call, I'm going to gift you a free training 
And that free training is going to be the five steps to attract commitment. Now, this is going to be perfect for you if you are a high achieving woman who wants to attract a partner in the next 12 months so that you can get married, you value personal growth and development, and you are open and coachable. You're open and ready to receive clarity and guidance on what your next steps actually are. Now, if all of this is true for you and getting clarity is important to you, then it only makes sense for you to book the free 20-minute relationship assessment call. So to book yours right now, you're just going to go to the link in the show notes, complete the brief questionnaire, and then schedule your 20-minute relationship assessment call. I hope that you enjoyed this episode of the Courtship Code podcast. I hope that you have a wonderful, wonderful start to your week, and I will talk to you soon. If you are a high achieving woman over the age of 28 and you're serious about attracting a partner in the next 12 months, you want real insight on how to make that happen and you're tired of trying to figure things out on your own, then you need to claim your spot right now and book a free 20 minute relationship assessment call. This 20 minute call is going to provide you with a brief assessment that you're gonna take so that you can get clear on what exactly is keeping you from attracting the partner and the relationship you want. And I'll even gift you complimentary access to my new training, Five Steps to Attract Commitment Without Wasting Time. Spots are open March 6th through the 17th, so don't delay booking your call. Book your call today. Go to the link in the show notes, complete the simple questionnaire, and schedule your call. 